Enjoy this flyover clip. Why is there this consistent thread in in every civilization that they they are drawn towards the sacrifice of their children? You know, like we think we're pretty modern now. We got iPads, but we're probably more efficient and better at child sacrifice today than ever. Um, there's more more babies killed in the womb. You know, and now they they keep pushing the envelope to get it afterwards. They really want to be able to terminate life. You know, Maryland had a bill went to 28 days after birth. You know, uh, they have a California yeah. one that's been a couple of weeks after. So, um, uh, there's a political agenda to spill as much child blood specifically as, as possible. They all went to that. Um, that's throughout history, throughout Bible, throughout, you know, every, every, uh, arc. so many of these things tend to kind of repeat themselves. And then you look at the genetic manipulations of Genesis six. Mm-hmm. And then you look at like Klaus Schwab talking about, you know, we have a bunch of useless eaters that are, we're going to put on drugs and they're going to play video games, just kind of keep them out of the way. And the elites and everybody that's functioning society will have a, a chip in their head where we can com- we can communicate inside of a hive mind, you know, and, and and manipulate our own genes. And they ultimately want to live forever. Is that is that just the 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 demonic, a, a bodiless being that wants a body to function in? And when they get one, they don't want to lose it. So they just kind of keep trying to live forever. Like these themes that, that, that they're talking about today in the open, very transparent sound very similar to what's happened in the Babylonians all the way back to Genesis six and pre-flood times. It, 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 it's there, there has to be a spirit behind it. And I, and I would even make the, I mean, there, and there are guys in that crowd, by the way, man, that I, I really kind of like, I mean, I, I, they're, they're, I guess, you know, they're the bad guys and we have to view them that way, but the underpinning of the belief structure is that uh, it's a survival of the fittest. In the beginning, there was nothing, then nothing exploded. And, um, so what they believe is that we've got to conserve the planet because, uh, um, you know, these people are just eating through everything. There is no God. And so therefore there is no consequence. And uh, why are these other people there? They're really in, in, in our way. This is their train of thought, if I'm understanding them right. Um, the, the, the problem is the underpinning of that belief structure. And it begins with that evolution. And then you've got the there's a spiritual source behind it because back at the beginning, when you're looking at all of these little documents starting in Sumer and in Sumer and Akkad, that uh, there needs to be population reduction, population reduction. We've got to control them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then even after the flood, all of these concepts of um, interacting uh, uh, intimately, I'm being tasteful with the uh, with the spirits. With you know, as much as one can press in, that's what the see that that's what those sacrifices are fundamentally about is a, is a pressing into those spirits. Okay, and um, and it it, it has it, it, the same spirit behind it. Then they were openly talking about it then on all of their stones. That this was the prize thing to do. This was what this was the thing of Babylon. It was the thing of Sumer. It was that this is what the kings do, man. And by the time you make it to the Romans, but it's oh, this actually this presentation that you have on the screen of the Sumerian kings list. So I went through and I and I, I took that that list. It's my real strong opinion, and I that. 
it's telling you the Genesis story if you look at it in its section. So on section, let me see, lines 1 through 39 are your pre-flood world. And it clearly expresses this. It's not confusing. If you read through there, the, the translations, any one of the translations, the Sumerian Kings list, you should come to roughly the same conclusion. So in this middle section here, I've got the uh, the families and the tribes after the flood. So that's, that's what you've got is a lot of what happens on texts like these is they're going to make lists of people that ruled. Now, what Manitho did and what your universities tend to do is make those back to back. So if I've got a whole list of people that ruled, they're thinking, okay, this guy ruled, then he died, then here comes the next one. But a lot of it isn't consecutive, it's concurrent. And if you're reading what they're stating, they're talking about this tribe over here, this rulership over here, this rulership over here. And in Egypt, it becomes obvious because you have up, upper and lower Egypt. So at any given time, you've got all sorts. You've got a major pharaoh and all sorts of minor rulerships all throughout the land that are all being listed. So your dynasty that looked like this could actually be like this. Okay. On the Sumerians kings list, the lines one through whatever was up there are your tribes dispersing after the after the flood and after the Tower of Babel. And then after this, you're going to have the rise of Nimrod's empire. And it's all right in there. And the way you can tell that is that the descriptions of what they're telling you happened actually match only from the pagan side of it, where demons are good. They match with the same descriptions in Genesis. And these are powerful. See, these are that's fascinating. Uh, well, I don't even have to tell you it's true. You can, you know, right. You can actually go through and you, you'll probably come to that same conclusion yourself. And, or and for those of you just, just listening or if you're on the treadmill or whatever, you're not looking at the screen, you can text us at 40509, the word Trey, T-R-E-Y, text 40509, the word Trey, and uh, you'll get a, a, an auto-responding uh, Dropbox link. We'll just give you all the slides, every graphic, everything we've got here, as well as we will notify you via that text when this documentary is released. And so you can watch Joseph uh, immediately when it comes out. We'll notify you of that coming out so you can be able to see the things that we're talking about if you are uh, in a place where you're not looking at the screen, you're driving, you know, whatever. Just send us a text, 40509, the word Trey, T-R-E-Y. Okay. My thoughts, David, are that uh, the uh, uh, these things that you and I believed growing up are, are real, or at least close to real. Uh, these things aren't just real, but they're demonstrable. I mean, I mean, largely, one might believe this way or that in the different uh, sects of Christianity, or even in the creation movement, or about uh, different parts of the Exodus, but the. Uh, the, the track of it appears to be correct. And I think we're in hours of history where um, where a lot more of this stuff not only can be found, but will be. If you're alive now, you can't help but feel like like the ground beneath you is shaking and there's like a volcano about to erupt or whatever you want to say. If it was, if this was a movie and we were watching, you know, you watch a movie sometimes there's like three people and they're climbing and you're like, oh, that, the guy's going to die. You know, you just got to tell the way the story is yeah. going. It's like, ah, where there's like a really happy scene and this, and you're like, okay, the next scene that, uh, you know, somebody's going to get hit by a car. You got to tell like the narrative and the story kind of how things are going. You can't help but know we're a place in the story that, that something has to break evil 
and has never been more transparent in playing their cards. They're holding their cards down. They're like showing you what they're trying to do now when it comes to evil in the world. Um, right. You look at the, the narrative story, the evil villains there. You look at that. You, you kind of feel like they're, there's the same villain, you know, right. uh, all the way through. Where obviously it's a, it's a battle of good and evil. People that don't even have a language for God or the Bible or any of this stuff are aware. Like this is a spiritual war we're in now. This isn't just right. me against you. This isn't United States against Russia and these kind of narratives that were really easy in the Cold War. This is a spiritual time. Everything is very spiritual right now. And you can see that's what's behind. Like you look at this book, I can, like, you know, that book didn't fall by itself. Something behind that book knocked it down. It was called my hand. Like there's things you're seeing around you're like that happened, but what was behind that? Everybody's looking for those things right now. Close us down right now with like your Trey Smith at 50,000 feet, looking at Genesis in the book of Enoch. Mm -hmm. God's telling a story there's there's revelation there's there's man we're alive right now state my wife stacy says every day this is the best time ever to be alive and she has many reasons for it and if you make eye contact and even barely ask her she'll tell you all of them she loves to talk about why this is the best time to be alive and and witness what god's doing but walk us between those two bookends as we close here and kind of wrap it up you're a storyteller you're one of the most, I think, significant, important voices in, in documentary and education and, and filmmaking right now. But you're telling these stories. Why are these stories so important to us right now? Why are they so well, relevant and what's happening? God kind of has this pattern of how he, he does things, whether it's in the pre-flood world with Noah or whether it's the Pharaoh coming through the canyon. And um, and it gets to this moment that I, I think we're coming up on where the where the good guys or the quote unquote good guys are like, how do we how do we lose? Right. And God's kind of silent a minute. And, it, and it's in that minute where the um, uh, where the sides kind of make themselves visible. It, it, it says they were actually picking up stones to uh, to stone Moses. And they, they were considering, you know, going back to Pharaoh and saying, mm -hmm. you know, he, he told he talked us into this. And on the other end of it, the Pharaoh believes he's about to win. They're right in the clutches. Right. And by any natural cause, Pharaoh should have won. Yeah. And by any natural cause, the good guys, Moses and the Israelites, they should have lost. And God actually wants and the whole process with those plagues. So the, the plagues is really a process in a way that Pharaoh understands because each mm. plague is one of his gods. So the same thing here and what we're going through it as, I mean, I'm learning stuff, all the bad guys, all of these things that, Oh my gosh, is that deep and that dark and that. So you're walking through the process of, of going all the way to that water and the natural thing for the bad guys should have won, but it won't. And God wants you to see that at the end, mm. not to, he doesn't want there to be any misunderstanding because it, and he does this all the time. And he also does the thing at the Red Sea where you're there and it looks like you're going to lose. And he's like, okay, maybe if I, and he's just not answering for him. He does this a lot. In fact, that he has a real sense for the dramatic. Um, in fact, <laughs> That's a great way to put that. 
I, w- I would state that he doesn't do it sometimes. He kind of he does it like every time. See, and you can really expect that to be coming with this situation we're in. It, it, it will have a moment where they, you know, that all the people with Trump and all that are going to be like, how did we did, did we really just lose? And the bad guys are going to be like, ah, I got you. We built our AI thing quicker or whatever. We've been, you know, and um, Man, Jesus, Jesus on the cross. I mean, the yeah. devil had to been like, yes. You know, right. he didn't know he's like unleashing the, the the worst thing that could ever happened for his plans. Right. It's 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 always it's it, the, the this is the probably the most consistent theme and that he's silent for a minute. That God is kind of silent for a minute before those before those waters open up. And I I, I think that's where we're at. And I I um, I for I understand what your wife is stating, because. This past time period, particularly in working on this, has been the probably the most joy I've had in a long time. And I'm kind of I would pray right now for um, protection over all of the families of the people that are watching, because I, I do. I think there's rough stuff coming up, but I also think the Lord sees that. And uh, I, w- I would ask heavily for protection on all the families that are watching and uh, and that the Lord just kind of guide them and scoot them out of the way and myself and David and his family out of the way of whatever the, the disaster is, because I believe that the best, that really the best days probably for this nation are on the other side of this, man. And that he really wants those bad guys to see. And, and uh, uh, he wants them to see that all of, all of these things that they believed were unprofitable, beginning with the same stuff those Sumerians believe, uh, which is the worship of demons. You know, we're going to do weird stuff to kids, horrible stuff to kids, and we're going to, uh, it hasn't changed. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. You could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? 
causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to FlyOverConservatives.com. 